Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Baka Baka Baka. We are an anime podcast. Every two weeks, we watch an anime, we come together on this podcast, and we talk about it, and then we turn the discussion over to our audience so that they can talk about it better. That's as simple as it gets. We watch Demon Slayer, which has a full name that I should learn, uh, <laughs> but we will learn, we'll learn it together <laughs> as we go along. But to talk about it, let me introduce my co-host. First off, we have the Sarah Michelle Geller to my vampires, Jeremy. Hey, kicking and doing cartwheels. Yeah. That's that's the stuff I remember, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Um just super, super busy. Made like two more games. It's over a game a week now. It's pretty crazy. Oh, I gotta try the new one. But ones, I'm loving though. it. Yeah, you guys we're, haven't we're tried. We're both behind on playing the new games. Yeah, I had to submit it without your input. I played the text adventure one. I did. It have a bug where you couldn't. You missed that one. I missed that one. Did it have a bug one. where you couldn't get the uh, the you couldn't like? No, I can't tell you. That'll ruin it. You will have to figure it out on your own. Okay. Tell me, tell me if there's a bug where command doesn't I... do what it's supposed to do in a text adventure. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, totally on that. <laughs> we also have the Kirsty Swanson to my vampires, Jason. I don't know who that is. That was the movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I heard that oh. did really well. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I am doing all right. Um, I oh, that's right. I finished my uh. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Mm. Um, wow. That was a ride. 64 episodes. Um, it's It was a little slower than I was expecting, I think, but it was still enough to chew on. And I think uh, them not only exploring more of the other world, but then like also like a, fleshing it out uh, was a much better experience than the first um, anime. But man, those battles in that final season, Alphonse versus Pride, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, uh, Pride was fantastic, because Pride's different in the yeah, in the it's original. A, it's a different Pride, yeah. Because um, actually, uh, halfway through the anime, like around 30 episodes, we still didn't know who Pride was. And then we finally figured out, it's like, oh, oh, that's, that's, that's terrifying. <laughs> I really I love, need to check this out. I love that. I love Alphonse being like, okay, but let me show you what I can do with unlimited power. <laughs> and then I love, I love the, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. The final fight. Yep. Where a man with his bare hands takes on the ultimate power. <laughs> come I on. Just, I just like that Kim Lee finally got his comeuppance. Yeah. That felt good. And my name is Troy. Uh, I... I watched the um, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress movie on Netflix. That, wait, wait, there's a oh, movie? Wow. There is a movie, and it's not great. 
<laughs> it felt very shonen movie. You know how it's like, hey, here's a thing that's happening that has you won't need to know about if you keep following this story. <laughs> Complete zero consequence. Yeah. They did they did advance the relationships, which I thought was interesting. <clears throat> but the main plot is like they take their train where a bunch of other trains are meeting to take back a city. And no one seems to notice there's a castle on the top of a mountain glowing. And they're like, why is everything so weird here? <laughs> and then they all figure it out. And there's a big battle. And it's zombies attacking trains. It's still it's still what it was. So it's still Snowpiercer, but with zombies. Yes. Yeah. So is it after... Uh, it's set after the yes. the series? It is, it the, is a At least the season of the series that we saw? Okay. Yes. Uh, small aside... Who's seen the video to uh, connect Willy Wonka with Snowpiercer? Oh, oh yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> I loved that video. That is so great. Yep, to finish watching yep. Snowpiercer. <laughs> okay, let's talk about. <clears throat> I'm gonna get this. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Without the Kimetsu yo. The Yo Baiba. Um that's a completely <laughs> different anime, by the way. Demon Slayer? Yeah. There, there's another there's, there's a, another anime there's from like the nineties yeah. with that name. And it's cool. And, and it's like it's all Isekai, it's pretty funny. We totally baka 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 that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All wow, right. I wonder if anybody actually watched that instead because <laughs> of our post. Mm. <laughs> okay, let's do non-spoiler reviews. Jeremy, what did you think of this anime? It was good. I enjoyed it. I think the art is really, really good. Just how much hand-drawn art there is, or at least it looks hand-drawn to me. If it's not, I'm going to be shocked. Um, the fight scenes are gorgeous. Um, the main character is interesting. I, Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. It's good. Okay, Jason, how about you? Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. There's one character that I think it could do without. Um, but uh, <laughs> even yeah. even that character, I actually liked when he was knocked out. That was that was a pretty cool scene. But um, the the cell shading work, I, I didn't think I, I... So I saw the intro, and I saw his water power on his sword. Mm. And I was worried. I didn't think it would work very well. And it's it's beautiful in the in the mm -hmm. anime. Um, so I was surprised and pleasantly surprised at that. But yeah, character development, the story so far, um, really enjoying it. Uh, I agree with everything you guys said, especially about a certain character. Uh, we'll get to him <laughs> in this bonus section. But what I want to add on is not only is the watercolor, um, you know, hand drawn animation that they add in beautiful but it's done to this like photo almost photorealistic cg 3d computer rendered backgrounds so like the camera is moving crazy quick um because they can do crazy stuff with their computer animation but then you have characters and fight moves that are hand-drawn and the contrast actually works really well as yeah. just their style mm-hmm um I especially love the final battle. Of the We watched the first 13 episodes. We're only talking about the first half of the first season. And the final <clears throat> big demon fight, what they were able to do with the rotation of camera work, it, it's, it was mind-boggling. And then you still get these beautiful 
you know, fight fluid motions. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Well, I was mm-hmm. worried that that whole scene was just going to get into a confusing mess that you wouldn't be able to comprehend. Never happened. And when you said final battle, I thought you meant the final battle between him and the pig guy. That we never actually get to see. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, that, that's what happens when we watch the a one season that we have to break in half. You know, we there, there's no real good stopping point. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, true. All right, before we go into spoiler section, what did you guys think of the intro and the closing? I liked them both. I thought the intro was rad. Um, and the outro is, it, it's fine. Um, I didn't hate it, but, uh, you know, it's not the best I've seen, but, um, I did like the art. The, the art was pretty cool. The only thing that bugged me about the ending was the after credits, like talking scene that, that completely ruins the flow <laughs> of the actual anime for me. And I stopped watching them. Because because it's like oh yeah we're just acting out a play and well, now we're behind the yeah, scenes yeah because you've got <laughs> you've got this fairly serious you know content matter and then you kind of go into this just kind of didn't work for me no derp for Jason yeah you know what's funny is I think it's a it's a shonen trope to do that I think Naruto used to do the same thing where like at the end of an episode they come out and be like talking about things that happened in the episode or explaining parts of the world. Um, I'll say they didn't matter to me at all, but in episode 12, mm-hmm. when he doesn't tell a secret, I was like, you son of a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How yep. dare you? <laughs> yeah. I don't even really remember the intro and outro very well. I watched everything in the first week. Um, but I do remember there's one particular scene from the intro that I really liked, and that was when it switched and it was it was showing us the main bad guy and just his style is so different from what I expected given the the setting of the anime that it got my attention and I was very very curious about what this was going. It was it reminded me of like what happens if Michael Jackson's in an anime and he's the bad guy. <laughs> what is 1985 Michael Jackson doing in this anime? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thriller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I they weren't avoidable to me. That you know they were worth watching, but they also weren't memorable. So just mm. somewhere in the middle for me. Huh. I watched the intro like almost every time. I did too, but it wasn't like I wasn't like getting pumped up from it. Like okay, I'm ready to go again. It was you know That's I watched fair. I watched it on Hulu and it was like well at least it's not another Hulu commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was no My Hero Academia. So right. All right, let's go into spoiler section. We're going to spoil the first 13 episodes of this. Let's do it. Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. That is a tiny bell. <laughs> Jason, one of these days, bring a real goddamn bell. <laughs> okay. We have to talk about these things before the show. We would never do that. <laughs> All right. Um, we start by meeting our main character, Tanjiro, he lives um, basically in the woods with his mother and many siblings. He sells charcoal in town to make money for them. And that's kind of where this starts, even though we do get a quick glimpse of like what's going to happen further in this episode. But, you know, it cuts right back to, hey, I'm going to go sell charcoal in town. I'll see you guys tonight or, you know. Um, has it ever explained a- where his scar comes from or is that a birthmark? Um, it, it's, I think it's a scar and I think it's 
uh, remember they talk about how because he's a redhead and there's some some fire stuff and they're like, oh, you know, touched by fire. Nobody ever talks about the scar, but I'm sure that that was a reference to um, supposed to play into. We thought your blade would be red and all that, all that stuff. Maybe his mom dropped him in a fire when he was young. I don't know. Burned him doing charcoal, <laughs> maybe. I think it's a birthmark. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Mm. I was like, it, it only seems... because it changes when it becomes a scar. Mm. You guys notice it changed drastically. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also changed color and everything. Yeah, it, it like gets a new design and everything. Um, it, but there's another character who has a very similar thing like on his cheek, and I don't know if we ever saw him in these episodes, but he's in the intro, and he has a very similar drawn design of his wound, and I thought that was a scar. So I. I could really go either way. No, no. In mm. um, at, at the at the end of the test, he's he's there and he's got the. Oh, that is the guy. Okay, so yeah, so that guy I would say is scarred. So I would say it is a scar. But yeah. That's I, I don't guess. think it matters. It looks like a scar. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I had only what's weird is that it because it changed. Right. Yeah. What's weird is that it looks like lightning, kind of. Once it, once it changes. Right. Exactly. But at the same time, like, it's really cool that all these characters are elementals, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At least that's the impression that I'm getting. And so Lightning just seems so out of place for him. Um, they, it's too bad they couldn't do, like, a wave or something for his for his special birthmark. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Got his power ring and everything. We have a... a... So... so... We didn't really talk about this character. <laughs> we talked about his scar more than anything. Well, what did you guys think of him through these episodes, though? I uh, I'm appreciating this character because it, he's got a little bit of the whiny anime protagonist trope to him, but it's not overbearing and it's not this nauseating. Uh, we get that from another character, but anyways, um, <laughs> um. I think he's interesting because he's different than most other anime protagonists where he 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 executes judgment if you will for the deeds of, you know, the bad guys, but he then also empathizes with the their humanity and what the pain and suffering they must have gone through before doing their evil deeds. Um and I don't think that's touched on very much by other shonen um, it's definitely not something that's a part of Dragon Ball Z, let me tell you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, this this whole idea that remembering these these monsters used to be people, and that you know, uh, ending their suffering and uh, identifying with the terrible situation they must have been in uh, was was is well done so far throughout the anime. Hmm. There's a couple of things like I, I agree with with pretty much everything you said. There's a couple of things that really I don't I don't know how to deal with it yet, <laughs> whether I absolutely hate it or whether I love it for its stupid silliness. And, and that is how everything has a smell and has a, a look and a sound. And like we're talking emotions here, too, and, and just general dispositions like you smell kind (laughs) you know i smell kindness on you (laughs) and like the fact that he uses that to identify that oh this demon i just vanquished (laughs) 
He smells so sad. There's sadness he in just, his smell. <laughs> there's sadness in his smell. <laughs> God, it's just, it's this, it's this silliness that I kind of like it because it's really going out there and reaching. It's not pulling any punches at all. And I love the humor of this anime. But at the same time, I'm like, boy, that's, that's hard. I don't know if I can stomach that. That's a little bit too far for me. Um, but otherwise, you know, yeah, I, I enjoy him as a character. I like the fact that he, he openly states things like, boy, I don't know if I could have done this if I was the second son. I'm the first son, though, so I learned to, to, to just kind of push through problems and deal with things. And, and there's these moments of brevity where he has to, you know, he actually expresses his thoughts. But there's also times where I completely am, I'm just confused by the decisions he makes because they seem so oblivious and all of that awareness and consideration and forethought is just gone uh because you know there's one thing i'll point out later he just does something that's just the stupidest thing you could possibly do so i don't know i'm really torn with him you know what sold me on the smelling thing because because i was like you can smell the line of attack (laughs) like you can (laughs) smell the attack opening um and i was like man this is really silly that this guy can just smell <clears throat> everything, literally everything is smelled to him. He's um, Daredevil yeah. with smell instead of right. sight. What, what sold me <laughs> yeah. is that they then introduced a character who's the same thing with hearing. And I was like, yeah. okay, so yeah. if there's gonna be like multiple senses that have super powered versions in this world, then I can buy that our main character is the smell one. Yeah. Well, and he's also supposed to like take on the mantle of the smell sensei that, right. that teaches him. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I do agree. I, I really echo a lot of, of what Jason thought. Um, I really love that he is not a Naruto idiot. Um, he's also one of the first anime characters to say, I can't do this on spirit alone. <laughs> like, I need to actually yes. come up with a plan. I can't just will the battle to win. Um, but not only is he em- em- empathetic, he's not stupid, um, and he's not, like, super headstrong. He's not here to convince the villains they're wrong. He's here to do a job, but he's also just still feels empathy towards the humanity that they had once. He recognized that while they are a predator, they are also in their own ways a victim. Um, So he's not talking no jutsu anyone out out of (laughs) being evil. He's not like, come to my side. Heck, even guys who are demon slayers, he's willing to attack, (laughs) you know, and... I really like that. There's it's it's very refreshing for a shonen protagonist. He doesn't. I don't feel pulled to him like I do Midoriya in My Hero Academia. He doesn't have the same draw to him, but he is close, and he's probably one of my top shonen heroes we've had in a long time. I agree with that. Um, what do you his, guys think about? Go ahead. Oh, uh, his his. Uh, you know, we'll get into it here in a couple minutes but his uh undying love for his sister um is not just palpable but i think it's really well done um you 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 feel it with him even though she you know later we find out she could obviously take care of herself um he his his uh not only concern but also that attachment is uh really well executed what do you guys think about the speed at which he conquers obstacles and how it it i don't know i had a hard time seeing the spot where he actually had to go to a mentor to fix something it's like in episode one and then there's very little 
in the way of hurdles that he's not able to just surmount? Is that just a shown? Well, I mean, it took him a year and a half just or... to take the test. Y- yeah. So yeah, so, but that uh, year and a half went by so fast in the uh, in the episodes. On one hand, yes, it's very shown in like, okay, in this episode, I'm going to find a way to beat this thing. I'm I was inferior to by the beginning of this. Now I'm I found a way past it. Uh, um, that's just shown in. But I do breaking limits. I do like that they called <laughs> out. I spent two years pr- training. It was I went off for two weeks, and I'm such a prodigy. I mastered this hundred year old <laughs> Kamehameha oh, in God. five seconds. You yeah. know. He he did have to learn, and he failed a lot. And I like that they called that out. Yeah, it's only one episode, and they really time skip across it, uh, very montage style. But not many shonen anime will take the time to even say that. Yeah, it, I I guess I'm also just frustrated with the fact that it was only a year, and he's learned like so much from this master. I kind of would have expected like five years eight years training from infancy for the level of ability that he's expressing. But then again, we have another character who has instinctual powers. So I guess it's just, it's just the Shonen thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's cheap. It's a year learning and then a year actually figuring out what he learned. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, I, I did like how the, the other kids called out like, what have you been doing for the past six months? And he's like, I've been training my butt off. And it's like, Hmm. But you suck. <laughs> but, but you're still not doing any of the stuff. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um, yep. What? What? One other thing to add, and then, we'll, then we will move on. Um, I do think his sister has a lot to do with the way he treats the villains. Yes, I definitely think yeah, that agreed. has an effect on him. Okay. Mm-hmm. He goes to the village. Is where we first learned about his super smelling. He helps like a friend get out of being in trouble by being. Nope. It was a cat. Yep. Um, on his way back up the, to the woods, up the mountain that night, a man calls him in. He's like, nope, it's getting dark. There's demons around. You get inside. So he does, and he stays the night with this, this guy. Um, he calls him grandpa, but he's not a grandpa. He's just an old friend of the family. Um, mm-hmm. and then and they actually... Tanjiro calls out. He's like, uh, crazy old man. There's no such thing as demons, but they talk about demons, it is yeah. dark. I'll stay the night. So... Mm-hmm. Next morning, he goes home, and everyone's dead. Everyone's laying in bloody corpses. All his brothers and sisters, his mom, and he, and Nezuko is the only one still warm. So, so he... can I call out here the <laughs> tone of this anime to this point? Even though we're still like in episode one, like I did not see that scene coming. I was like, wow. That was graphic. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of super lighthearted, almost kid-friendly comedy in this. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad we started watching this right before Halloween because there's some really creepy monster yes. designs and scenes where I'm like, this is straight up some horror stuff. I, I really like some oh. of this stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, the intensity is probably, I agree with you there, Jason. Like, we knew that the scene had to be coming because the show starts with him carrying his sister's sister yelling, you know, you're not going to let you die. I'm not going to let you die. But, but yeah, just the graphic nature of it was very surprising. Right. Uh, so he does. He's carrying her body down. He's, you know, he's getting weak. He's getting tired. He's trying to get all the way back to town. And she wakes up and then starts attacking him. And they fall off of a cliff. Um, 
he only survives because of the snow. She starts attacking him again. Uh, actually starts growing in size. He realizes she's become a demon. And then a demon slayer actually shows up. And he protects his sister from this demon slayer. And the demon slayer just you know, knocks him aside, takes her. He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to kill her. I, I got to kill her. And he starts begging and pleading and crying. Like, don't kill my sister, man. <laughs> and, and, and the demon slayer is like, quit being a wuss. You know, if you <laughs> if you don't want me to kill your sister, why don't you do something about it? Because if you can't, why would I even, you know, the, this isn't the world. You're now in, not in a world where you can beg and plead and cry to get things done. You have to take action. And he does. He attacks him with an axe. He, he loses, but he did like a fl- through the axe before he attacked and pretended. And so the yeah. And then his sister protects his body. And so the demon slayer is like, okay, these two are weird. Um, so he, he knocks them both out, sticks bamboo in her mouth to, um, so she can't use her mouth, and then tells them, leaves them a note saying, hey, go train with this guy. Um, but this is a good point to talk about the sister, Nezuko, best girl, <laughs> best demon girl. Uh, what do you guys think of her? I'm conflicted because I think it was a I I think this setup here is fantastic. I think it has a ton of potential and I'm liking it so far. What I'm a little concerned with is the hand wavy hip hip hypnosis that was performed on her. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure that was necessary because of what we're establishing here in this scene, but I guess it was a precaution. I can buy that. Um, but I love, I I love that he's Tanjiro and their relationship affected this demon slayer so much that he was able to basically break the rules. He was like, okay, uh, what do I do here? But come to find out that, you know, there are other demons that are accepted that are not instantly hunted, but, um, I, this relationship just works like the writing is really well done and you actually end up like rooting for them uh to succeed like it's it's not just oh let's go kill demons but this is in pursuit of curing the sister right yeah i hope that what they do with her all pays off in the sense that explanations are given for some of the decisions that were made with her character design and with the things that happened to her like for instance you know she for all intents and purposes, everything that we're exposed to from the beginning of the anime until she joins in combat the first time, she seems like she's mostly engaged in hobbies like knitting or sewing and things like that, right? I didn't get the sense that she did any kind of physical training. And so everything that she's doing in in the combat seems to be an effect of her being a demon now. But... Did she get skill, too? And, I mean, granted, there's moments where it's called out that she's not very skillful, she's just powerful, but I don't know, that looked pretty skillful to me. Some of the moves she was doing were pretty awesome. Um, and so, I don't know, that's a little confusing. Also, the uh, the piece of bamboo in her mouth, I think it's hysterical. And I think it really fits with this anime's sense of humor. And I love this sense of humor that this anime has. But at the same time, I'm wondering, like, I hope there's a real reason for it. I hope that there's some legitimate reason 
that she doesn't just snap that bamboo like it's paper, you or know, or like it's nothing, like it. a twig. Or untie it or anything, right? Because there's that scene where she just starts drooling when she sees the dead body before the hypnos- uh, hypnosis, right? And, and I just kept wondering, can't she just snap through that bamboo? Why is, she, why is she not doing that? If it's willpower and she's not snapping... I even thought that she ate the bodies in the next scene because they were missing. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, I, w- I would really like to, to see some payoff for some of the decisions that are made with her. Um, but I, 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 like, I like her as a character. She's really entertaining. I love the... She's in a constant high. <laughs> she does not see the real world. She sees what she's hypnotized to believe is the real world, and it's great. Um, yeah, she's good. I like her. I, I really love the character, um, not only because of the motivation she provides, but um, I, I love the idea of a voice actress just doing the entire anime. <laughs> um, and still getting fully paid. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of <laughs> cringed a little bit at the hypnosis mark, too, because especially in, in that, that episode where she sees the bodies, I was like, this is going to be a cool dynamic where she has this constantly pull yeah. of loyalty to my brother and wanting to turn back, but I am so freaking hungry. <laughs> I thought that was going to be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for them to just kind of be like, hey, let's just put that under the rug and not deal with that. is It feels like an opportunity lost, and it might come back again. Who knows? Um, the hypnosis obviously has bendable rules for her. Yeah, I have I have no problem with her fighting style. I like that she's just a I'm just gonna kick you. I'm just gonna kick 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 kick, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and that yeah, she's just a powerhouse. And I like the idea of because she's doing something no demon's ever done before. Her body's evolving in ways that no one's can yes. imagine. So yes. we don't know what's gonna come board. of that. Yeah, and and where could that go? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, I'd be really cool to see her develop some of her own powers and, and how her, the way she uses sleep to recover would play into it. I, I, I'm excited to see what they do with her. Yeah, because later when she gets injured, uh, another another character is like, yeah, she's not healing instantly. What's going on? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I love the dynamic that she's like a new case study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when, when they wake up, uh, they get the note like, hey, go see this old guy. He'll teach you what you need to know. Keep her out of the sunlight. You know, it's cloudy right now, so you're okay, but she will die in sunlight. Uh, and that then they go back and they bury the family. They don't just leave immediately. He takes on his responsibilities. I also love for both of them that their family still plays a huge dynamic in everything. Like they pass out and their family members' spirits will literally come down and be like, you need to get up. You need to get back to fighting. You know, I love that the family mm. is still a part of this, even though they die, you know, after a couple minutes on screen. Yeah, uh, ghosts and spirits seem to play a role in this world. And um, I'm I'm digging that. Yeah, I don't need mm. power levels. I just need my mom telling me to hurry up, <laughs> get up and fight. <laughs> but I think what I like about it is it's not overplayed. It's not like there's dead people everywhere. Right. right? Yeah. Um, on their he he find he convinces a farmer to give him a basket to put her in. I will pay you. It 
Literally, it's just garbage. You can have it. I will pay you money. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he carries her in a basket on his back and travels. Uh, and then one night while they're passing a temple that they were going to stay in, they find a demon eating people. And that demon attacks them. And he has to fight um, with his hatchet. And he's not doing he, he actually gets his butt kicked. And then she, after seeing the bodies that we talked about, jumps in and just kicks its head off. <laughs> that was amazing. Yep. Yeah. I think what was the most amazing was how that head just turns around and grows arms and starts running toward him. Gets back in the fight. Now there's two things to fight. Um, yep. This this scene was the first time I was really impressed with the combat because there's a lot of anime that you know everything's flashy, stuff's cool. This has real impact. Like so, like when she kicks, yeah. she kicks the head off, and then she kicks the body, and it's the way the screen reverbs, the way the body moves, and the impact and sound design is fantastic. It's like everything feels like it's just got weight, and you don't get that in a lot of shonen. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, they both fight through this. Um, he fights with the head. She fights with the body. He pins the, body, the head to a tree. He helps her with the body. He actually tackles it like off a cliff. And then she grabs him at the last second. Mm-hmm. But, but it comes to basically where he's like, okay, it's just me and the head. And I have to figure out a way to destroy it. Um, and he's like, I guess I'll do this. And he's like, ah, I don't know if I can do that. And, he, and he's stalling. And then that's where um, Sakonji, the <clears throat> the guy with the nose mask, the the teacher, Shows up. Nose master. Like, yeah. He basically shows it's up. He's goblet. like, he can't. Yeah. He's not, he needs to decide. He needs to do something. Why is he not doing anything? He, he feels too much. You know, he can't, he can't be a killer if he's going to be <laughs> taking long. And basically, the, eventually the sun comes up and kills the demon for him. Um, and so the Sakonji like yells at him like, hey, um, I was, I'm going to train you, but you got to knock that crap off right now. Just <laughs> you know, caring about them. These are monsters. Uh, Let's talk about Sakonji, um, the nose teacher. What did you guys think of him? I really enjoyed his presence. He he gave off that old Japanese dojo trainer. Um, and he was not easy on uh, Tanjiro at all. Uh, and I actually pre- really appreciate that because he's trying to give him the reality that this stuff's not isn't just going to not be easy, but it's also deadly and you need to get that across. Like, and we need to train you properly or you're just not going to succeed. Um, Cause I love that. Takes him up into the mountains and just leaves him there. And then not only are there traps, but then as he continues doing it, the traps get like deadlier and deadlier, like actual blades. It's like, Oh my God, is he trying to kill him? Yep. And it, that's the part of it is like you have to realize this is this is serious stuff. But anyways, yeah, I I enjoyed his character. He was uh, he was caretaker at the same time, you know, hardcore trainer. I do think that they missed a little bit of an opportunity in helping us to understand why Tanjiro uh, cared as much as he did about him. And and the reason I say that is because there's a, there's a moment later where we we start to learn about his history and about other students that he's had and, and 
how those students loved him. And of course they'd come back to here, their spirits would come back to here and everything. And, and I, I understand that he's a good teacher, but I didn't understand that there was that kind of a connection where their, their spirits would prefer to come here rather than anywhere else. You know what I mean? Especially if it's only like a year or two years of training that they spent with him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like him as a trainer, but I wasn't convinced that he cultivated such a close relationship with them. Yeah. I actually agree with Jeremy. I didn't enjoy this character. Um, I think about the great anime senseis of all time, you know, King Kai, Master Roshi, uh, Naruto's teachers, Pervy Sage. They're yeah. such they're such uh, colorful characters in their own right, and you also learn see how the student and the master form a bond and stuff. And I don't feel that at all in in these episodes. We go through like a two year time skip, and I never felt like they sat down and became friends or or anything like that. It's like, hey, I'll, I'll see you on the top of the mountain. I'll try to kill you, and then I'll feed you, and then we'll do it again <laughs> tomorrow. And, and it's that over and over. And then eventually he. In this episode, um, or in the next episode, when they're, they, he's training them, he's like, okay, I've trained you everything, and I'm out. And then he says, like, I trained yeah. for another year. And I didn't even realize they were still living together. And the, the yeah. anime doesn't show them spend a minute of time together. And then once he's done with the training, the master shows back up. And he's like, oh, okay, well, come home for dinner. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess he was still living there. And, and it really felt disconnected of their relationship, the the whole anime. I didn't get that. Um, yeah, I, I assumed that they were living together because he didn't have anywhere else to go. Plus, he was continuing to train on the mountain. I actually figured the teacher left. Like, I'm not living here anymore. This sucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, he only, he only said, I have nothing more to train you. Or, I'm, I have no, nothing else to teach you. So cut the boulder and, and you can go to selection. Um, but after but, a year, we don't even see Tundra like go back up to him and be like, "Could you give me a hint or something?" Yeah, um, or even have a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah, I can, all. I can see, I can see that. But I think there was also some, you know, because of what we find out about his previous students, I think there was some purposeful disconnect on his part. And, and that's right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It just didn't endear me to the teacher. Like I said, uh, oh, when, right. I, when I think about anime senseis that I think are awesome, I think about like some wild personalities. Even Kakashi, who's stoic and aloof, you really come to love him for his, you know, quirkiness. Um, this guy is just a, a blank slate with a weird mask to me. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so. He has to. He goes to this guy's house. Has to chase him all the way there, um, and then the next day he's sent to the top of the mountain. He told he has to come back down, and there's booby traps the whole way. And he smells the booby trap. Oh, no, no, he smells the human scent on the on traps. The booby That's trap. right. I love how I love how he describes one of the challenges of being on the mountain as the air is is so thin here, and then in later when he goes to a more difficult challenge, he's like, and the air is even thinner here. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate this shonen description where it's like no effort at all. Just like that, but more. <laughs> at least, difficulty. At least in the sense of like here, it's not chi and it's not your aura. It's your breathing. So it made sense that, hey, I'm going to put you somewhere where breathing is hard because I need you to become a breathing yeah. expert. Yeah. 
it just sounded so oh yeah cheap <laughs> i did love how when he asks another character to describe like how does this whole thing work and she's just like well it just does or you die <laughs> like okay fair enough <laughs> See, and that would be a great question to say, so where are you? Oh, you died, so does it work? I don't know if I believe that anymore. <laughs> All right. Um, so he passes the first test, which was to get down the mountain, so he's able to Before keep tra- training, and that means he has to keep going down the mountain over and over again uh, as his training eventually starts training with a sword. Uh, one important thing is Nezuku has fallen asleep and is not woken up for all this time. And literally a year passes um, doing all this training. He's getting better and better, but she keeps sleeping. And then comes that moment we talked about. The teacher's like, hey, you there, see this giant boulder? Cut it in half or I won't recommend you for the test to become a demon hunter. Oh, we learn about there's, there's official demon hunters in this world, um, which we don't really know a lot about and how that whole corporation mm-hmm. works <laughs> um yep. it, it seems kind of brutal like hey you broke your leg no go to the next mission i don't care <laughs> yeah um, well we'll get to that um so he keeps training for a whole another year trying to cut the, the boulder uh, or six months and then a kid in a fo- or a, a young man in a fox mask appears and he's like hey why aren't you doing any of the stuff you're you're supposed to be doing and challenges him to a fight kicks his butt uh, a girl in a fox mask shows up and she's like, hey, I'm going to help you. And they start practicing. He keeps training. His hair gets super long. A full year passes and then he beats the boy. And when he beats the boy and splits his mask in the fight, the boy disappears and he realizes he's actually split the rock and the boy was never there. I already suspected that they were dead. And when, as soon as he cut... As soon as he cut the guy's mask and it revealed that the boulder was cut, I was like, oh, God, there are ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't suspect, though. I thought they were actually just demon hunters who were taking pity on him. I did, too, at first. Uh, but when he disappeared, I'm like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> this is a, this yeah. is a grave. We're at a grave site. Because, you know, when you have the, the rope thing around the boulder, it usually means something. Yep. 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 Also, I did think it was interesting that he said... Because right afterwards, they're like, do you think he'll be able to beat it? And, they, and the guy's like, well, he split the bigger, the biggest rock. So apparently every time that a student has failed and not come back, as we learn, um, what's his name? Sakanji increases the size of the boulder. <laughs> well, Sakanji even shows up and is like, man, I, I didn't think anyone could ever cut this boulder. <laughs> yeah. You, you weren't supposed to do this, but... Congratulations! I'm gonna recommend you for the test. Yep. This is the last uh, time we'll see you. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is, and this is also where we learn about the opening thread. He can literally smell an opening in an attack to do a final, <laughs> final kill. <clears throat> so he's given um, a warding mask, which is his own fox mask, and he's sent to the final selection, which is. A test for wannabe demon slayers, and if they survive it, they pass. <clears throat> and when he gets there, there's a bunch of uh, trainees. There's two creepy girls. Oh, I thought dude. for sure they were demons. I, I got shining vibes, like, instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their eyes were weird. It was like roses or something. They almost seemed like dolls as well. So Yeah, the, animatronics or something. <laughs> 
so so this mountain is surrounded by a certain tree that hysteria hysteria that that demons hate which you know i might have started planting all over the freaking country at this point (laughs) (laughs) yep well one thing i kept thinking of is like there's demon slayers working tirelessly to kill demons and yet they seem to spread way faster than the demon slayers can handle yeah and people don't seem but but they're not spreading so fast that people are like freaking out about demon invasion it it's in the shadows enough that you need a, a full-time organization working on it but not mainstream enough that people are fully aware of what's going on so he goes into this test you have to basically make it to the other side seven days in this forest yeah um he kills like two demons right away and then a giant demon comes out of the forest and it's really cool looking it's like this big green grotesque thing but it's got arms wrapped all around itself especially around its neck and the whole thing that he's been told is that demons can only be killed by a special sword by a slice at the neck they're they're basically highlanders but you need specific swords to do it (laughs) um i I did think this test was a bit um, sadistic, but I guess it kind of makes sense because all the demons on this mountain have been captured by other demon slayers and put there specifically for the test. And it's like, oh, that's messed up. It is It is also messed up, though, because the other thing we learn about demons is every time they eat a human, they grow more powerful. And so you're just feeding them <laughs> and powering them up on this mountain. And, and so with yep. this big demon, he's been there for like couple decades now yeah and he's and he's gotten super powerful <laughs> and he's just like yeah i mean most demons die but i'm super awesome because i keep winning <laughs> uh, um the the whole thing is he, every time he sees people with a fox mask he knows that's one of sakonji's students and sakonji's the one who stuck him on the mountain he's the one that captured him when he was just a, a nothing demon uh so he takes great pleasure in killing them he's killed 14 so far and we learned that the, the two people in the fox mask we saw earlier, he killed them. Um, and this really pisses off Tanjiro, who tries to attack him and gets knocked into a tree. And that's what changes his scar. This is the moment his scar changes. Mm-hmm. Um, this impact Wasn't it his... because the warding, the warding mask was like over that scar? And so when he struck and broke the warding mask, it like that's changed true. it? Isn't I that... didn't notice it changed until after this. So I... I... I, I knew it was this fight, but I that's really cool if that's a part of it. Like, if it yeah. went into the scar. Well, yeah. it's funny, too, because right cool. before he goes into a rage and starts charging at this demon, the demon mentions to him, hey, the last kids I murdered, uh, I was able to get the upper hand because I got her to go into a rage and she lost her footing. <laughs> and then he immediately <laughs> goes angry and starts charging him. I'm like, oh, you don't learn. <laughs> yep. Um... But he does get up and he uses his special ultimate breathing water technique number. I don't remember the number. Uh, he knows <laughs> he knows ten techniques and he uses one and he cuts off this demon's head. And the demon's like, "No, no, I'll be fine. I got arms here. <laughs> Total arm <laughs> protection. Oh my god, it went right through." <laughs> yep. And then, well, he, and then the, he goes and holds. The, the, he got yeah, the smell yeah. string, so he was able. Yeah, he got to the get smell it. string. Uh, yeah, oh, he holds God. its hand as it remembers. Because it holds the, its demon's hand. Holds its hand while it, he dies. Um, it's yeah. cute, but it's also like, come on, man. He ate 14 well, of your predecessors. So it didn't sound like it was him that he was holding the hand for. It sounded like it was from somebody the dude ate. 
because it was a it was a higher no. voice. No, it was it was him before he was turned into a demon when he was a little kid and he used to hold his brother's hand. Okay, that's why. So so one thing this yep. anime does is almost every time a demon dies, it has a flashback to like yep. its sad story of why it became a demon. And this demon actually ate his own brother, but misses right. the human part of him misses his brother. And so when he holds when Tanjiro holds his hand, he remembers holding his big brother's hand, and then we see him in like the afterlife catching up to his brother and holding his hand. And he prays for it. Yeah, because Tanjiro even says the yeah, says a prayer for him. Yeah. Um, and then we come to the end of the test. There's only four slayers alive. <laughs> what? There's like 20. However, they say that there's five. They're like, oh, no, it wasn't them that said it. There was a guy at the end of the episode that said, I have five more children. Yeah, five, <laughs> five, five passed, but one left right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're not even going to talk about him very much because I don't even know his mm-hmm. name yet. Um, I, I, I could definitely Wikipedia it and find out, but I, I want spoilers. The <laughs> um, yep. But the the blonde guy that we will talk about when he officially comes back into the anime is there. The only thing that I thought was funny is they get they get crows basically, which is their communicators. When they look at mission, this guy gets a sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> And maybe I should say this, but it's interesting. The blonde guy's like, I didn't want to be here. Like someone forced him to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they get their crows and they pick out the metal for their swords. There's a jerk guy there who gets real pissed off, grabs one of the girls by their hair. Tanjiro stops him. Girl there's, doesn't even seem to care. There's yeah, there's literally zero consequence for it. <laughs> um, yeah. He returns back to his teacher's house. Nezuko is now awake. So she slept for two years. And she kicks the door down. Yeah, she just kicks the door down as soon as he arrives. Um, the, the teacher's theory is that this is how she builds her energy since she's not eating to heal, that she sleeps. Um, and then two more weeks pass. His sword is delivered by a very weird dude who tries to kill him at some point. <laughs> For not turning the, he's like, these are color changing swords. When you draw it, it'll change color. And he draw it, draws it. He's like, it's gonna be red because your hair's red and you, you're obviously touched by fire. And it turns black. And he's like, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And he's wearing a clown mask, so he's obviously like nuts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and he's the sword maker for all demon slayers. Um. And oh. and it it's apparently important that the sword turn black, but it it's only hinted at like. Yeah, most people who swords turn black, they die a lot. So we tend not to talk about black swords. Um, oh, I but... have a theory. I bet they're hunted down. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking because I mean, obviously, there's a vendetta with the with the main bad guy that he's got with with somebody that looks a bit like our main protagonist here. So yeah. I'm wondering if he also had a black sword. When we get to that character, let's talk about that because I don't want to let that go. But sure. okay. probably wait on it. Uh, and then the crow brings his first mission. <clears throat> I think it was a mistake that the crow actually talks. It's probably yeah, one of the most irritating parts. Yeah, but it kind of fits with, like, I can smell where to strike you with my sword. And... No, fair enough. I accept it. I just think <laughs> it would, I think written notes would have been better. His. I find yeah. his voice annoying. I enjoy that the crow's a huge dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, wait, wait a minute. 
didn't Sakonji and when he got a message from the other Demon Slayer in the beginning, didn't he get a note on the yes. crow's leg? Yes, it did. So can yes. they not all talk then? They can. He probably just wanted to write a personal note to his teacher. <laughs> did well, he, huh. well, it was sonograph. <laughs> Interesting. Singing telegram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So the first mission. He gets his uniform, which offers some protection. <laughs> it's slightly fireproof and slightly attack-proof, but it'll, you'll still get hurt. Uh, <laughs> this reminded me so much of, like, welcome to this new RPG world. Do you want to buy the lowest tier equipment? It'll give you a plus one to all these resistances. <laughs> they were just describing them one by one. Right. Um, he gets a new box to carry his sister in, which is super light. Um, and then he starts going, traveling with her, and they reach a town, and this is where girls have been disappearing from a town. Um, when he gets there, he meets the fiance, one of the girls that disappeared, who's been kind of ostracized by the town because his the, his fiance had been kidnapped. The monster, the the setup for this monster was actually really cool because it starts as like a black sludge spot on the floor that's following a girl around her house. And as she goes to bed, it's like hiding in the corner and then it slowly goes under her bed and starts growing. And I was like, oh, this is like Stephen King monster stuff. This is scary. Uh, But then it turns into just demons who live in sludge. A swamp is the town on a swamp, or do they just have a magical swamp they teleport with? I, I think it's his own portal that he can move around. That's what I think. So he just has a parallel swamp dimension. He can yeah, and that's why I think Tanjiro, when he dives in, he's like so uh, frantic to get out because he think probably if the other one on the other side had died, he probably would have been trapped there. Yeah, but. and it's a swamp with like liquid that you're swimming in, but there's enough air, but there's not enough air. But <laughs> God, he says both things within a span of like. Five minutes. Listen, so, you're killing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh so, God. So Jeremy, when you uh, you watch this ahead of us and you text it to us, like, hey, when I get to a certain episode, I, when you guys get to a certain episode, I have a big complaint and I want to talk about it. I thought yep. for sure it was the water thing. I'm like, oh, oh me too. Oh, oh, Jeremy and, and <laughs> being able to breathe in water, but not being able to breathe in water, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> oh, that it bugged me, but compared to what happened in the end of the episode, it was such a minor complaint. That I it didn't even almost register on my it, it blipped off the radar. Right. Um, but even just the clothes of the demon, I'm like, this is so inconsistent. What era are we in? I don't understand. Right? Right? Yeah, there's like yeah. there's electricity, obviously, because uh-huh. there's power poles everywhere. But it, so it's very very turn of the century, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the, the country people get that are still dressing in the last era. And then the city yeah. people are dressing uh, in almost Western clothing at this point. Yes. Fedoras right. have showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the only time I saw that was in the intro. Um, another thing was I absolutely loved this demon character. He was fantastic. I, I liked scary. the vast majority of them. But he was great. I loved the fact that one, one of his divisions, because he's actually a split of three, right. but one of his divisions... All he does is just grind his teeth in this horrible sound and stare at you because he's so furious and angry and focused on wanting to get his snack. 
Amazing. The, the teeth grinding. I actually thought it was like spinning teeth in the jaw. And I was like, man, that is creepy. That is such a cool visual. <laughs> but either way, yeah, the, 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 the sliding teeth was such a cool visual. Um, yeah. But yeah, one of my favorite lines is when the three demons pop out. And the first one's like, you know what? If this one gets away, not a big deal. We've eaten lots. And like the third one's like, I don't eat a lot. <laughs> I yeah. do. I want to eat exactly. now. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so so basically he faces this demon in the street. He's able to pull the girl out of the sludge. And it, it, can, it can create this swamp and pop out of the ground or the wall. And he's having trouble fighting it until Nezuko shows up. Kicks a head really hard again. <laughs> Seems move. to be her signature move. Yeah, so they, they get to team up to fight this. Um, and this is where we learn that she's been hypnotized, that all demons are the worst, and all humans are actually her family. Um, so that she won't attack, or feel cold to attack humans. So when and she see, sees a human now, she actually sees members of her family. When yeah. she goes from, like, near-human look to, like... I'm now demon mode and I'm going to pummel you to death. That sound it makes and the facial features is so good. Like yeah, it, it's it's a little sickening and it's just perfect for this anime. Just this like yep. sound. It's like, huh. <laughs> it reminds me of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer shift that the vampires yeah. do in that. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um he goes into the sludge to fight two of the demons and manages to use a form that's designed for underwater combat. And because, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can buy it because he's basically a water elemental fighter, right? So like if this is Chrono Trigger and everybody has their element, his is water. You put him in water. He's going to be especially effective. But I don't know. At this point, the anime hadn't really convinced me that he was a water elemental fighter. It just convinced me that he'd learned some techniques that are stylized to look like they have water, but they're just stylized. What's actually happening is he's just waving his sword around yeah. like anybody else would. I mean, that's true, right? There's no actual water being summoned by his sword. He's just swinging a sword. I don't know if that's actually true or not now. Like, well, in that I last genuinely episode wonder. Where he's running basically on air. Or where he uses yeah. his abilities to slow his fall. I took it as just like ten really good kendo moves. And, but but I, then they're like, I'm gonna tell you, teach you ten kendo moves. They're based on the style of water, and like here's one that works good underwater. Here's one that works good in close quarters. Here's one for long range. Here's one for every situation you can think of. And if you start combining them, you can handle any situation ever. And so he's like, okay, there's an underwater move specifically that I can use right now. But but, but I he... I took it as like anytime stuff's coming off the sword, that that's not real. The only thing that, that messes that up is the demon who uses arrows, who I do definitely want to talk about when we get there. Those yeah. arrows, you could see the arrows. So that makes me think, okay, no. now couldn't can the demons actually see water coming off the sword? And he can't. Or maybe he can't. Maybe he can smell it. He smells the water on the sword. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and maybe that's just the form magic takes in this world, but I, I yeah, was—I like that. Yeah, I was taking it as it's just stylized, though, and, and I think I actually prefer that—that that he's just swinging a really, sword really good. So when the lightning guy does his lightning strike and shoots through them, and there's crackling lightning behind him, is that also stylized, or is yeah. that actual light? 
in in my opinion, and I, and I don't know. I was looking for signs of like water, like something being wet after uh-huh. he he did something, but uh-huh. I, I I don't know. In, in my opinion, but I don't think it. Really, Interesting. I, I don't know. No, that's yeah. fair. Because yeah, yeah fair. he uses that down smash with the water to like slow his fall, but the the ground's not wet after that, so or that it could I, just I could be tell. a shock wave that he envisions as water, because it's water breathing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and then he comes up and and kills. Uh, he be- Nezuko and him beat the last one, and he asks it, "Okay, tell me about." the demon that makes other demons okay i want to know about that guy and that demon freaks out it's like i can't tell you and he has to kill it because it, it eventually heals and um attacks him again i really like that that scene yeah. was really good very Cause, well done because you remember his whole mission is okay i gotta find the demon who made my sister into a demon and figure out how to cure her and so he's been asking low-level demons, and no one will even talk to him. He finally gets a demon to talk, and the demon's like, no, no, I'm not talking about yeah. it. This is like <laughs> mob boss kind of reaction. It was real fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was, and we find cool. out there's a real reason for it, too. It's not, <laughs> yeah. just, uh, it's not just, no, he'll find me. It's like, no, there's a legit thing I cannot say yeah. right now. <laughs> um, uh, Jeremy, go ahead and you want to voice your complaint here? Elaborate? Okay. So the the big issue that I had with this is that when they finished and they solved everything and he's he's let's say he's down there in the in the swamp, right? And he sees that there's this fragment of cloth that's floating around in the swamp and he grabs it and he's like, "Oh, this is great. I'm going to give this as a gift to that poor guy because his fiance's dead." And what this fragment of cloth is is it's the interior of the coat of the demon because that's where he kept all of the trophies. For every girl he killed. And it happens to also have... Yeah, and it also happens to have the hairpin of this guy's fiance because she was the last one that he killed. And so he comes out and so thoughtfully and empathetically gives this to this guy and says, you know, here, this is so you can remember your girlfriend or your fiance, bye. And then he just kind of... of he, he tries to leave and the guy, you know, they have this big exchange where you get to see how he's he's suffered through, through so much and, and the fiance understands that and everything. But but he just kind of flounces away here and I'm going, wait a second, this fiance was beat horribly. This guy was beat horribly by his fiance's, his dead fiance's father and you know, the town is ostracizing him, basically. Nobody believes in demons from everything that we're finding out. Very few pl- people believe in demons. They just see this kid show up with the with this, this guy wandering around, sniffing the ground with his butt in the air, and then he disappears overnight, too. And now this girl disappeared from her bed, but she's with this guy, and he's got the trophies of a serial killer. Like, I don't see how he can get out of being executed by even the weakest criminal case against him. And our hero has just flounced away and left him with all this evidence pointing to him being the culprit. And, and, I and just, the girl uh, in, a, in an unconscious state, by the way. And, and yeah, and the girl's unconscious. So we don't know, like, what does she remember? What was this experience like for her? Is she going to argue for him or is she going to say, I don't know what happened. I just woke up here with this guy. Oh, it was... Oh, it was so bad because the scene was clearly trying to give you this sense of, look at this wonderful thing that our hero did. But what I saw was, look, he just condemned him to death by hanging or execution of some kind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. 
it was so painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, that's my complaint. <laughs> Jason, did you want to weigh in? I I actually so for one, I didn't think of about that while I was watching it, but two, I can't argue against it. it, it <laughs> He's 100% right. This looks really bad for the dude. I, I do agree with that. The only thing I'll say in Tanjiro's defense is that he's a country bumpkin and probably doesn't think about <laughs> mob culture of, of, of a town. You know, He lived up in the forest and sold charcoal for a living. He probably doesn't know how criminal justice systems work or, or oh. what he just did. Um, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to be all right. <laughs> If they deliver on this and they actually like show in some kind of Easter egg snippet or something that the guy was actually executed, I love this anime because they will have <laughs> carried through on the logical results of the situation. But if they don't, then it was just it, interesting it, writing. A lot of it, a lot of it depends though on something that they haven't explained, which is what do people think of demons in this world? If this guy goes demons. For sure, it was demons, guys. Is that so unbelievable? Yeah, is that unbelievable or probable to this town? If it's unbelievable, yeah. if demons aren't something that people consider real, and, and we kind of see from the beginning that Tondra is like, demons probably aren't real. Um, yeah. Would the town believe it? But there's demon slayers that literally just go around doing whatever they want <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, with with zero you know answering to authority you know we see the cops show up at one point and him just being like man <laughs> well actually yeah because i don't think we ever get resolution of the dude that turned into a demon in front of everyone like the cops kind of took him away but then what no 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 he's oh locked, no they didn't he's locked in the doctor's basement forever oh yeah, so they, see, the cops thought he was just an alcoholic oh so they okay she's, so the she's, spell allowed them to to take both of them away. Yeah, and she said, I have him locked in the basement where he will have to stay yeah. forever. Right. <clears throat> Which is kind of jumping ahead. Um, and the cops didn't give him any special privilege either. They were going to arrest him even though he was a demon slayer. Yeah, so they so, didn't recognize him being a demon, demon slayer. So yeah, looking at everything else about how the population handles demons, I actually agree with you. I, I, I don't think it's a, a bad choice by Tanjiro because I think he's just a country bumpkin and it would Yeah. But... I do think you're right that that guy's probably needs to He's hide. Screwed. Yeah, just yeah, leave that on the ground. Uh huh. Uh, okay, we're getting our next mission, which is in Tokyo, a part of Tokyo, and he goes to the big city, and uh, Tanjiro is freaked out. He's never seen a city. There's like electric lights everywhere, and trains, and trolleys, and cars, and he's like, "Oh my god." I'm freaking out here, man. <laughs> um, they go to eat some udon, and he smells the demon, the demon that made his sister. Uh, he runs up to him, confronts him, and is getting ready to attack. And the demon turns around with a little girl in his arms. Uh, this is Muzan. He has another name they all call him by, but his last name. But Muzan's much easier to say. And he does look a lot like Michael Jackson <laughs> in a fedora. Yeah. I, there is a couple things I want to say about how great this was for the way this setup was and the way this bad guy lives his life because it's so different than so many other shonen that we see. Usually it's the bad guy in the dark recesses of the city where, you know, authorities are looking for him or he lives on top of a mountain or he's 
you know, another dimension that he's controlling things through the strings. Like, no, this guy is mob boss. Like, yeah. straight up 1940s mob boss. He's contributing to the city. He's well respected. Uh, he's got a family. Like, yeah. and he, he has seems... a human wife and daughter. That's insane. And, yes. and he's um, he's not only playing that part, but he seems well respected. He's well dressed, like Michael Jackson. Uh, but he's <laughs> yep. <laughs> like like the choice for this antagonist was fantastic for the story that they're telling. Um, yeah. The. Only thing that I have is that it seems like he's nowhere near old enough, and I guess he could be ageless, but the Demon Slayer corpse seems like it's ancient, right? Like, we've been doing this for generations, and this guy feels like I'm just, you know, I'm starting my Demon Empire. So if he's not the first, is there more guys like him who are also problems, or is he really the tip of the mountain of villainy that this anime has to deal with? I have a feeling he's probably in a line of these first demons, and this is probably his territory. Is he Frieza or is he Raditz? Is is really what I'm thinking as I watch this. No, I definitely think he's a Raditz, in my opinion. Hmm. I think he's Frieza, but I could be wrong. Um, the The woman that we get introduced to, the female demon, she's pretty old. But doesn't look it. Um, I'm pretty sure demons don't age. Yeah, right. I, it's sure. not that he it ages, but like, is he replacing his wife every couple of decades? <laughs> Where did he get a human daughter? Uh, yeah, do, I, we, do we assume I he do was human so. when he made his daughter? Did he like oh, kill? No, I don't think so. Did he kill their real husband and father and take their place? So there's something special about his state. As a demon, he's very different from the others in that he's able to create demons just with his own blood, right? And he has, like, a curse. And they talk about him like he's Cain, right? The way that vampires always refer to Cain as their origin. Um, that's kind of how I see him. And that implies that he's not a demon the way that all the other demons are. He may have fully functioning human physiological capabilities. He may be able to produce a human child, Um and have a human wife. And he seems like he's not hes not trying to take over the world with demons. He's trying to achieve some kind of physical perfection or, or evolution. And the demons he creates are just tools on that path. I think he already achieved it. And he's trying to obscure his location. I think he's trying to hide from somebody that already nearly vanquished him. And he's terrified of them. And so I think he's putting out red herrings everywhere. When he's alone, he does seem to act in a semi-fearful way. All right, well, we need to go to... I have a question about him, but we need to... I want to know mm. what you guys' thoughts on him as our villain. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, I... What I was getting at is I think he's fantastic. I, I, I'm actually really excited to see mm -hmm. where this villain goes. I really like him. Uh, same thing. I think that they loaded him up with a lot of potential... Um, especially in regards to his backstory and what he's doing because they gave so many weird details here and there. Like there's that one point where they say, uh, you know, he's even scared of the demons that he creates. And so he, he gives them like this desire to fight with each other so that they don't team up against him. And like, he's got, 
so many areas where people are saying little things and I don't know if they're genuine, if they're accurate or if they're just their impression, their opinions. Um, and like the curse that we do see happen, like just what kind of powers does he have? Um, he's really fascinating. The, the fact that he can create a monster with a scratch is, yeah. is so cool. It, it, he was just like, he reaches out to the crowd, he just brushes the back of a guy's neck, and now there's suddenly a new demon attacking someone in the middle of the street, and Tanjiro being the hero has to deal with that. And I'm like, that's such a cool... Th it's not like, oh, look, kid, I can kill you with a move. It's, I don't even need to bother. I, <laughs> You're, you're yeah. not going to be bothered. But, um, um, thoughts on the... He faced an enemy once wearing the same earrings as our main character. It almost seems cyclical here. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm, I don't have enough information to really have an opinion on that, but I do find it interesting that they're focusing on his earrings. Dad? Oh. Well, that, that was my first thought. Really interesting idea. I never even considered that. Huh. It, okay. Usually I hate when they go to that move, but, I mean, every shonen usually does, right? Naruto, oh, my dad turned out to be the Hokage <laughs> before me. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Bleach. Oh, my dad turned out to be one of the Soul Reapers too. Goku. Oh. Uh, no, oh, my dad was a yeah, a general. It, it's a it's a shonen move to be like, oh, you didn't know your dad. Turns out he was super powerful and important. <laughs> yes, it's true. For some reason, I imagined that character with the. I mean, he had like the red hair and everything. He did look like him. But I imagined him to be from some ancient period in time. Like I didn't, I didn't connect the timeline up that close, um, because I figured that that was probably the one of the maybe it wasn't the starting point, but it was probably one of the early earlier points along the timeline for uh, Muzan or whatever, however you say it, our main villain. Um, but it could totally be his dad. It, that would fit into Shonen Drill perfectly. Um. The situation is resolved thanks to the help of two demons named Tamayo, who is a uh, female doctor, and her young companion, y Yushiro, who kind of come in and save the day with uh, a nice spell, and they take them back to their hidden house that they have under concealment. Uh, so what did you guys think of these two characters who i thought for sure you know from the intro i thought they were going to be more demon hunters but it turns out hey there's actually some good demons in this world um i like the premise that there are some good demons uh especially since we've got um nezuko right right um but i also i i thought they were they were decent characters and i i'm more excited to see them in future episodes because we didn't get a lot of time with them yeah I loved them, and I loved their relationship that they had with each other. It was very interesting. It led to a lot of really cute, funny moments um, where Yoshiro, or Yushiro, um, clearly has like the biggest crush ever on Tamayo, and just has this really big problem with sharing her with anybody, or even just the implication of sharing her. Right. But at the same time, he's got like all of the the self conscious issues of being a kid because he's you know young. Um, <laughs> The scene where he sees Nezuko is like, she's ugly. And then, <laughs> and then Tanjiro spends like 30 minutes like, no, 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 no. Is it the bamboo in the mouth? I will take that out. Uh, let me just, no, wait. Yeah. She, you know. <laughs> Have you seen my sister? She's, she's the, gorgeous. She's the beauty of our village. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> he just couldn't handle 
that someone wouldn't think his sister was cute. That was that was hilarious. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I like them. Um. Yeah, I, I I like them, and I like they brought a depth to the lore. I thought of yes. this world. Um. You know, because she they talk about like she's the traitor one, the one that got away. Um. You know, what was her backstory? Was she turned an evil demon and then turned over? We we still don't know that, but she's obviously very powerful and we don't even see her go all out. <laughs> she yeah. definitely seems to look, I'm just gonna use the right amount of pressure for this situation and win yeah. instead of I'm going to destroy. Yeah, she's all about intelligence and tactics. I don't know how much physical power she has, but the fact that she overcame the um the curse as she put it which we get a demonstration of that curse and that's absolutely fascinating and also like her her weird chemistry blood that she's able to use for all these abilities that's just it's so fascinating and i wonder what they're going to do with that so what else at, they could do with it so they're at their house um and she basically tells tandro i need your sister's blood and i need you to get me the blood of very powerful demons and i i've been working on the cure but that's the I feel like those are the missing pieces. So he agrees. But Muzan, who's kind of freaking out since he saw the the earrings, Mm -hmm. uh, calls in two of his lackeys to go kill Tanjiro. Absolutely loved the, especially the eyeball guy uh, with his eyeballs in the hand. I absolutely loved him. Um, using toy bouncy balls as weapons was really cool, was and, and looked really cool in the animation. Like when yeah, it yeah. hit, it hit um, Yushiro's head, and his head's just gone. And I was like, "That okay? I, I buy those as weapons now." You convinced me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But the fact that they were able to change direction in mid air, and then there was a decent explanation to it, was because of like combo attack. I told, I was like, I, I am in. I am. I, I I buy this. So yeah, so the girl can grow arms and throw these powerful balls, and then he can shoot. He's basically telekinetic, and I think it's one of the coolest ways to illustrate telekinesis I've ever seen. That he like basically creates a push of force in a direction, and then anything that hits that push gets pushed along. And it, it's they call them arrows. But it's really just force that's pushing you in that direction. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was probably my favorite fight in the entire first half of the season. Um, yeah, so they so they attack, and, and Tundra does have to fight them. Nezuko, Nezuko, I love when she goes up. They're like, don't kick the ball. And she just kicks, and her leg's <laughs> yeah. just gone. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I also love the fact that after this happens and she gets healed by the lady, you know, she takes her back there, shoots her up a little bit. She comes back out. She's got another leg. Like they grew back, and not only that, she starts. She goes and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kick it again." <laughs> so Can we talk about back and forth? Yeah, we God, need to I talk about that. in this battle. There comes a point where the demon and Nezuko are just kicking a ball back and forth at each other, it and it was so awesome. I'm like, yes. "Girl, yeah." I, I I got vibes of like, is this like, um. Vegeta, when he all gets close to the edge of death and then takes a sensu bean, like she got her leg butt up, she got beat up, her leg but kicked off, and then she gets the healing stuff. Now she's tougher and she can take take the ball. Well, it's only me once. 
the that's what the animated implies like oh maybe she got because the doctor later gives her a shot like oh maybe she's on demon steroids and, and the doctor lady's like yeah, the, I just gave her a healing thing that makes the light come back. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, but she's this obviously more of... powerful at this point. Oh yeah, like she got she got powerful really really fast. This reminded me a lot of like in in some of the old Jackie Chan movies. He he had this thing that he would do occasionally where he'd come up against somebody who was also a martial artist, and they would both kick at the same time and they'd hit their shins. Kick, kick kick and they just keep doing that until one of them would give up because of the pain and this scene was just that it was so perfect loved it and then uh tundra is fighting the arrow guy and that fight was really cool because basically he keeps getting flung around you know mid-air and he's having to use fighting moves to slow the fall change the 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 speed of his fall um, and he kills the demon and the demon hits him with like 30 arrows and he has to basically survive the ride until the demon's fully dead. And that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh. Yep. Jeremy, I love the fact that they gave that demon a chance to try to like to get him. He's like, you're I'm not going out alone. You're coming with me. It, it they don't made, usually get to do that. Yeah, it made me excited for all future battles because just because you won the fight doesn't mean the fight is over and you've survived it. Things can yeah. keep happening with some of these powers. And uh, I liked how there were some serious consequences after this, and there was still a bad guy up. Like, he's like, one of my ribs is cracked and my leg's broken. Jeremy, <laughs> how do you feel about his leg being broken? <laughs> um, I love the concept and absolutely hate the execution. Absolutely hate the execution. I love that there was consequence stated, and I love that every now and then he'll say, oh, my leg hurts. It's broken. It hurts. But it's not having a big enough impact on him. Um, even with their like, oh, this water breathing makes you heal faster. Like, I just, it's a bit overly in hand wavy in how how little it affects him. I've had a broken arm twice in my life, and I know how painful <laughs> a yeah, simple break can be. I, I, a leg felt, is worse than an arm. I felt like, hey, break's a little strong. Should we just say sprain? We just say yeah. he sprained something because he was definitely yeah. still walking. Because at first he's crawling, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then he gets up and starts walking with like no crutch or anything. I'm like, oh, then he goes Jer down Jer the stairs. Jeremy's good. Yeah, he went down the stairs. I'm like, oh, Jeremy's gonna flip out. <laughs> yep, I hated this. I How hated did I the think the same thing? <laughs> yep, Jer Jeremy, you've trained me to to watch stuff in a certain way, and I just have like an extra <laughs> you sitting on my shoulder that's like that's not realistic. <laughs> Legs don't do that if they're broken. You're welcome. I'll um, make every movie better for you. <laughs> Tamayo manages to kill the girl with the balls um, by oh make, making her say Muzan's name out loud. And um, Muzan puts a curse on the demons he creates. If they say his name, the the, the his blood will basically de eat their cells and just destroy them. And like... Arms burst out of her mouth and her chest, and then like start crushing her. It it was disgusting. It was like, oh yeah, that, this is a horror anime in its own in its own <laughs> method. And she dies. Super sad. Now, uh, Tahomra is that her name? Tama uh, Tamayo Tamayo She implies that this demon's not. Like, she died, but she's coming back. And if the sun hadn't come up, 
she was going to regenerate. Did you guys get that? She said something about, like, yeah, she's dead for now, but, like, it wasn't permanent death or something like that. That's weird, because I do remember that she said that, but then she also went on to say that, oh, man, the blood, that this guy's blood is the is something that can just take us apart from the inside out to, like, right. a permanent death. It was really weird. She said both things and they contradicted each other. Yeah, but it seemed like it was saying his name wasn't permadeath. It was just this is the consequence and it's going to suck. And it, it it seemed like if the sun hadn't come up, it was implied that she was just going to regenerate over time. Hmm. To me. That would be interesting. So it's more like a slap on the hand. <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, at the at the end of this, they uh, the doctor lady offers um, Nezuko to stay, but she decides to go. It is also pointed out that she sees these two demons as family members, so she considers them human, even though they are officially demons, um, which plays into that hypnosis spell. So it's clearly got bendable rules. But it makes her, it makes a Tahomara cry. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tahomara. Yeah, it was actually really, really well written again, where it was like this person has such a load of anxiety and stress of, of about who she is getting acted the way she was was a relief that was really cool yeah because she was only hypnotized to see humans as family mm-hmm. so that that she mistook these two demons as humans really affected her she was like wow someone actually saw me as a human right it's a guarantee that it's genuine and not manipulation right Anyway, Tanjiro and Nezuko head off, and they run across another demon slayer in the road who is harassing a young woman to get married. This is Zenitsu. Let's talk about Zenitsu. Do we have to? We do. (laughs) Because, Jason, you made a very good point in the non-spoiler section about this. In the final episode, I liked him. Yeah. 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 Everything up until that point? And his action moment is also great. As a character, conceptually, I like that there's a cowardly character who has a super secret, like, skill level hidden beneath when he sleeps. (laughs) And is also deep down honorable and, you know, always does the right thing, but is totally scared. That's fine. And that's a huge trope. It's been done many times. Better. And, and a character who, who <laughs> yeah. a character who goes after women, um, you know, over Brock from Pokemon. He's he's done it for years. It's fine. It's not a big deal. This character is like a thousand percent over the top. That every scene, I'm like, please just get done. Please, I just yeah. don't want him yeah. to talk anymore. Yeah. And he yep. doesn't even want to be with a woman because he's a womanizer or that he's chasing after girls. He wants to experience marriage before he dies because he's in constant fear that he's going to die. And it's like, we could do this without the annoyance factor, because he's just, tears are streaming from his face. It literally everything. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, come on, this is old. They could have done the same thing with subtlety um, really well, yeah. If they'd had him been just in quiet fear all the time, just giving all these little tells and avoiding the situation until it's forced into it. But yeah, they won't. Yeah, it was way too much. It's painful. Uh, to jump back just for real quick, because I saw a note I wrote down in my um, notes section. 
Uh, have you guys ever seen a show in an anime where an enemy's eyeball rolled out of their head? Because <laughs> no, cause that, that was more signing. Yeah, yeah. In that last fight, the bad guy's eye is like rolls out of his head, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, never seen that before. Not not really seen too many shonen where as many decapitations happen. That's true. <laughs> I actually was really surprised when they did that because up to that point I thought that the only eyes he had were in his hands, but apparently he also had eyes in his head that he just never used. <laughs> and it ended up being a reason because the eyes are an identifying mark of the the twelve members of Muzan's supergroup, right? Yeah, and so the, the eyes out they could prove that they weren't the right ones. Um, also, Yushiro's head growing back was really, like, graphic. <laughs> like, muscle fibers growing out. Right. Yeah. And he starts oh. talking before his whole head is grown back. Because I actually was cool. wondering about that. I was like, okay, you destroy the head. Does the memory of the who the person is come oh, back God, as don't, well? Don't start odging on me. <laughs> <laughs> it must be, like, in every cell of the body. <laughs> All right. So... After this whole super annoying scene with Zenitsu, they start traveling together to the next mission, which is a mansion in the middle of the woods, and they find two children outside of it, and basically these children's older brother was dragged inside, and they followed the blood to this house. Um, and then what they hear like a, a drum go off, and a body flies out of the upstairs and <laughs> lands on the ground, and um, it's not the brother... But yeah, they know there's there's demons in there, and they're killing people and just throwing the bodies out. Um, so they go inside. They tell the children to wait, and they leave uh, Nezuko's box out with the children. Um, but after they go in, Nezuko starts like scratching at the box, so the children run inside. <laughs> that was really good. Well, that that didn't help. And then um, this another... was straight up horror like yeah, stuff. By again, the way. good horror. Uh, the the drum goes mm -hmm. off again, and they're the rooms change. I love uh, this. This uh, was so <laughs> amazing. They get separated. The scenes with Tanjiro and the little girl, fantastic. But then it would go to <laughs> Zenzitsu and the little boy, and he'd just be like, he'd be like telling the little boy, like, you check that room first. He's like, wait, aren't you the demon hunter? You're not very yeah. good at this. I did like one of the things about Zenitsu that was actually, I have to acknowledge it as an interesting choice. It, it was worse. Is that the amount that we hate this guy? Everybody in the anime hates him. Like, there's so many times where he just stops and he's like, "Don't look at me like that," and it'll show the person's face, and they've got like this, this utter disgust Are when they're real? looking at him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so as much as I hate the character, I have to acknowledge that they know exactly what they did. And they put the tells for that in in the faces of those characters. And that, that, that kind of redeems it a little bit for me. I mean, this kid does that to him repeatedly in these scenes. So we also meet another who's going to be a main character of this series. He's all over the intro, so we knew he was coming. And he's, he's basically another demon hunter who wears a boar's head on top of his. And he has two busted up swords that he no. duels. They're not busted. Oh, they're busted. No, they're they're purposefully cut out like that. Yeah, there's a type of sword that's that's I, he they named it, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, he, they're serrated swords. 
He does that himself. He takes actual swords and takes a rock and chips pieces off until they're like that. Yeah, right, but I wouldn't say it's busted. I would say that's the design. His design chose. choice. Not by a swordsmith. <laughs> Fair enough. That's true. Fair enough. You are absolutely right. Well, only because um, my daughter might have put on a YouTube video where uh, a future scene where um, I saw him use a rock on his swords, and I was like, holy. <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> okay. It's amazing that the rock would do anything to the swords that could be that controlled. I, I'm sure we'll see it and we'll talk about it next time. I'm probably I'm spoiling stuff I shouldn't, so I'll be. <gasps> um. Helps. Yeah. So he's got the serrated swords, and he we find out he's been here for three days, running nonstop after the main <laughs> demon, uh, getting lost in this house, and he runs by Senzitsu, who freaks out. Um, and then Tanjiro runs into the the house demon, who's a guy with drums in his body, and when he drums, he can rotate the rooms or cause rooms to travel around, except for he's lost the drum, the drum that changes rooms. Now, I have a feeling he changes gravity, not the actual room. And the reason I say that is because he can be standing on the floor and nothing happens to him. And also on the outside of the house, the house isn't changing. Wouldn't that mean he's not changing gravity if he's still on the floor? No, no, he's changing gravity for his target. The only thing is he also makes rooms literally teleport locations. Yeah, that's true. So, so what, I mean, what's the difference I, it doesn't make sense then. Well, it's magic. It's fine. It's magic. Blood magic. It's blood magic. It's, yeah, right. <laughs> it looks really cool. <laughs> it really does. Um, uh, but when Tanjiro's getting trying to fight this demon uh, and trying to keep the little girl alive, the boar guy rushes in and steps on the little girl, like stands on oh her. Oh god! <laughs> and Tanjiro throws him off of the little girl. He's like, "Why are you standing on the little girl?" And the boarhead's like, "Dude, did you just throw me? <laughs> Let's fight!" <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the a demon even has demon's four, five well, feet like, away. There's a demon right there. Who what starts attacking him? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. boy guy's like, it's been a long time since another Demon Slayer has thrown me. <laughs> since a human has thrown me at all, yeah. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. And then the rooms switch again, so Tanjiro begins exploring again with the little girl. They find the older brother who has the teleporting drum. I he, love this. And he explains, there's three yeah. demons in this house. They all tried to eat him at the same time, and they attacked each other to do it. And they knocked one of the, the, the teleporting drum off the the drumming demon. And he picked it up and hit it, and he's been using it to stay alive. Anytime anyone gets close to him, he teleports the rooms. He's been the one the whole time who's been shifting the rooms randomly. And um, it makes so much sense now because the other guy, the demon that is the house demon, he keeps walking around just under his breath. There's my house. Where they <laughs> coming in here? There's insects. I'm gonna crush them. Trying to steal away my special blood guy. Yeah, that that that's the other thing. The crow appears and he's like, "Oh yeah, this guy has super rare blood, and that's like the equivalent of eating a hundred humans." So is that like an O negative? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, <I was> gonna... <laughs> yeah. So and also we find out that's probably how the dude that flew out of the window at first. That's probably how that happened. Is 
through rotating rooms and changing rooms, he probably got thrown out because the demons wouldn't have just thrown him out. They would have eaten him. Yeah, he even said, I finally made it out, and then yeah. I'm going to die? Yeah. So Zenitsu runs into one of the demons who has like a whip-like tongue, and him and the boy run away. They eventually get cornered into a room, and Zenitsu gets so stressed out about, like, I got to I gotta save the boy, and I, I'm not going to die, that he just passes out. And the demon comes in, and Zenitsu stands up, Cuts the tongue off, or he cuts the tongue off without hardly, he's already laying yeah. on the ground. He cuts the tongue without even moving, stands up, and kills the demon in a quick move. And then he wakes up and turns around, and he's like, and the demon's now dead? What is going on? Yeah. He's like, he grabs the little boy, he's like, you must have done that. Thank you for saving me. Why didn't you tell me you could kill demons? Yep. Again, I love that idea that he's yeah. this super awesome, cool guy. And that, and it also implies that like his master, whoever is forcing him to be a demon hunter, is fully aware of how talented he is, yeah. and he can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, but he cries it's so loud for so long in every scene. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and then the boar head runs into the other demon and literally just dismembers him in pieces. Just one shots him. Yeah, and, and runs past him. <laughs> like, I don't have that for you. Um, I do yeah. like his uh, his metaphor of, by defeating you, I'm going to use you as a springboard to a more powerful state. Right. It also helps <laughs> that he literally jumps on people as springboards. <laughs> yeah. like, he's, he, he means literally and not literally. <laughs> yep. Um, Tanjiro leaves the, the two siblings... And he's like, okay, you have the teleport drum. I'm going to go face the demon. If anyone comes, just teleport away, and I'll tell you when I get you come for you. I can smell you. Um, and so Tanjiro goes to face the demon alone. Um, he's figured out his like which drum does what, and there's a drum that like shoots out claw attacks, and there's drums that spin. But he starts freaking out about his broken bones now, all of a sudden. Um, yeah, and then he's like, all of I a got... sudden, that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, they kind of kind of like this whole time I've been in so much pain and just didn't yep. want it to be in the the show at all. Um, yep. <laughs> okay, so he has a big battle with him, and this is where he's like, I can't do this on just resolve alone because he builds up his resolve. And he's like, Wait, I'm still losing. Oh, that's right. You can't just willpower to win. Um, I better come up with a plan. That was good. Yeah. He win. I I don't quite understand how he wins though because he wins. We find out the demon used to be a writer and like his dad stepped on his his work and and, and discouraged him. There's a lot yep. to talk about here. Yep. He also turns into a demon at this moment without blood. Or at least he reveals that he's a demon. He may have already been one. No, no, because he even said... So we also had a flashback of when Muzan kicked him out of the 12 of the group. He used to be a member of the 12. Muzan kicked him out and he said that he was already a demon and when he got Muzan's blood, it powered him up more than he ever knew possible. He didn't have Muzan turn him into a demon initially. I don't I know. He didn't catch that he was already a demon. I just caught that when he got Muzan's blood, it powered him up. But I think he's implying there that he he was already a demon by the time he met Muzan. Mm -hmm. and, I can and see I, that. Which means you Muzan's not the alpha of all demons. Mm -hmm. that, that, if that's true, that's exactly what it would mean. It would change everything. Hmm. 
Or Muzan turned him into a lower level demon without giving him blood, like with the scratch. And then later, because of his merit, was given more blood by Muzan. I mean, there's nothing, in, there's nothing in the flashback to support that, though. But there's not... All of our pontification, there's nothing to support it. Well, yeah, one what of the I'm problems... saying is, I think you're right in that he was a demon before getting the actual blood that was shared with him. My interpretation of what they showed is that his rage demonified him when his dad stepped on his right. He was human in that in the beginning of that scene and then demon by the end of it. They drew it like that, but I just assumed that he was... I mean, See, this he... is one of the issues I have with the demons is that some of them have more uh, lucidity than others. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, and he does open his in. shirt and there's a drum already there. So when I first saw him, I'm like, okay, maybe he is a demon already. But man, when he talked about that Muzan giving him his blood, I, my like I said, my interpretation is that he demon fight on his own. Yeah, I don't see that, but I mean, it's possible. Okay. Um, but yeah, this it's funny because he gets angry that he's not winning, so he starts like super drumming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Rapid drumming. And I, and I kept wondering, like, is he going to drum so fast that the turns start counteracting each other to where the yeah. room barely moves? Exactly. <laughs> no, I think it happens in order because uh, Tanjiro was trying to keep up. He's like, okay, it's going to go left, right, left, left, right, up, down. That was how I thought what was happening. So, like, he was trying to keep up with the spinning and trying to remember the order of what was happening. Mm-hmm. Right. But it and, seemed like at this point it was just so fast that he was suspended in midair in the middle of the room. Yes, that did, that did also happen. <laughs> um, I think what happened, and I think this is what was intended but not executed well, was we needed to give a reason for why when Tanjiro told him that his blood magic was impressive, that it would distract him enough to lose him the fight. And I think that's what the flashback was basically doing. Because I, I don't think Tanjiro after you already beat him. Your order, yeah, your order's a little messed up. So yeah. I thought he was trying to enrage him, which he seemed to work, but he only drummed faster. But what happens is Tanjiro falls and all the guys' writings are on the ground. They fall on the ground and Tanjiro like dodges them backwards. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, by dodging that paper, I've now figured out how to kill him. And I'm like, but yeah. wait, 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 how, how did that teach you? Because he never says... But the demon notices it, and that does kind of stall him. Tanjiro then like runs a 360 circle around the room and then comes in and, and does the kill. And then after he slices his head off, he's like, hey, your blood magic was super impressive. And so the demon's mm-hmm. like, dude, you respected my writing and you think my powers <laughs> are cool? I mean, I'm dying, but that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Basically, I feel so much better. Yeah. yeah. No, I I had such a hard time with, oh, I dodged those papers, and now I know how to strengthen my muscles around my broken leg and and leap in just the right way so that I can avoid anything he throws at me without any explanation about how that really helped him. Yeah, because he talks about shallow breaths. It had something to do with the shallow breath, too, because later, (laughs) after he kills him, he takes a deep breath. He's like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. That hurts real bad. yeah. So I think the problem was is that his bones were hurting him during the room spinning, 
and that he was distracted by the pain, he couldn't develop a plan to beat him. So when he started doing the shallow breaths, it allowed him a little less pain to start. What did dodging paper on the ground have to do with that, though? That's my only question. Because he literally said, when I dodged the paper, I figured this out. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense, but I took it as in order to dodge the paper, he had to use total concentration to strengthen his muscles to do the dodge. And when he did that, he was like, oh, it didn't hurt so bad when I was using total concentration. Yeah, well, right. maybe so. That, yeah, that's as reasonable as anything I'm going to hear about this. <laughs> Besides that. This fight was beautiful. Freaking beautiful. Literally, one of the reasons I wanted to watch this show was I knew this fight existed with the 360 rotating room, and it lived up to everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. It wasn't messy. I was so impressed by it. Like, it just kind of came and went for me. It was interesting, but I liked the ball one way better. Huh. I I, I like the... Because it's camera work you can't see anywhere else. Like, you, you you can't do this in film... And other, even a regular cartoon would have trouble spinning a cartoon like this. But because it's computer generated, they can 3D rotate the, the animation and do some camera work that you can't see anywhere else. It, it's so unique in its presentation to me. Huh. And, and they did that, too, with the ball one, you know, being able to follow the ball as, it, as they're changing direction and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the same technique. Interesting. That, yeah. Um, all right. Zenutsu is thrown out of the building thanks to rotating rooms. and Literally the same way that one body fell, him and the boy fly out. Um, Tanjiro gets a blood sample, gives it to a cat that that will take it to the doctor. (laughs) I I would have liked it. Oh God, I would have liked it so much better if he had to just hang on to these and then not let them break and have to deliver them in batches at some later time, at some location. This just seemed like a really cheap out. Like, well, we got an invisible cat that will just be there whenever it's convenient. I, I have a feeling it's a teleporting cat. I had thought the cat was going to be Yushiro in cat form, and, he, <laughs> and I was going to be like, why didn't you help? You could have helped. <laughs> um, Shapeshifting. That'd be interesting. When he leaves the building, he comes outside to find um, Zenitsu and the guy with the boar's head fighting over Nezuku's box, and Zenitsu is protecting it. And I absolutely love this scene with Zenitsu. Yeah. It almost completely redeemed him because he he reveals that he has, you know, he's we already knew he had super hearing. He hinted that before, but he revealed that he's known a demons in that box the whole time. Yeah, but he has so much respect for Tanjiro instantly because of how nice he sounds. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I hate this. Uh, but that oh, he, he respects him so much that he respects the fact that there's a reason there's a demon in this box and he's okay with it. Um, and the the boarhead also knows there's a demon in this box. He's like, we have to kill this. And he's like, no, I won't let you. And so the boarhead just started beating the crap out of him. Um, and and then this this episode ends with Tanjiro coming outside getting pissed at the guy with the boarhead and running forward to fight him. And then that's where we're dropping off here. And this is a big problem because uh, Nezuko, it's it's middle of the day. There, if that yep. box opens, she is gone. And there is technically a demon in that box. And this guy is yeah. you know, they're officially demon slayers. 
But we know in the opening, it shows them running to her when she wakes up in the house. With so they're hearts all on. good friends after uh, all. Literally hearts appear above their heads when yes. she wakes up. So I'm that, sometimes I really hate what they do in the intros. They just ruin suspense, moments for suspense. Uh, okay, so that brings <laughs> us to the end of our 13 episodes. We will be doing the next 13 next, but let's go to final reviews. Uh, Jason, what'd you think? Um, I'm going to give it a four. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, and, you know, there's little inconsistencies here and there, but they didn't bother me enough to where I didn't thoroughly enjoy myself watching this anime. Um, I think the character development for a lot of the characters uh, doesn't feel bland. Um, it's definitely something new that I haven't seen before. Um, and the art style is just... I, I normally don't like shell uh, cell shading, but yeah, this it works really well. Jeremy, how about you? Um, yeah, I absolutely love the art as well. Um, I think that I have a little bit of an issue with how fast everything seems to happen and how easily he just kind of surmounts every obstacle. And I know that's a shonen trope, but eh, it, Especially it still er- bugs me. Early, early shonen trope, like. You, you, yeah. you get you could beat enemies like in one or two episodes. It, it, eventually, we'll get to the ten episodes for a Frieza fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, it, or an it, entire it nice. military force on the water. Yeah, it would be nice <laughs> to see something where he comes up against an enemy, fails, and has to recoup and then try again. You know, and and I I didn't see anything like that. Uh, the closest would be you know when he dealt with the other demon slayer in the beginning and failed. And then perhaps not succeeding against a rock, um, but other than that, he never really had to come back and test himself again. And, and so everything just kind of seemed like it was a little bit too easy for him, considering just the progress he was making and how incredible he was getting. Um, but I did enjoy the anime. I loved the humor, um, and I haven't really mentioned what the humor is specifically. Um, when you watch it, you'll know. <laughs> There's moments. Um, but, yeah, it. I, I got to give it a three. It was enjoyable. Uh, I'm going to go a four for now. I'm a little wary. When I first started watching, I was like, oh, good old shonen tropes. You're, you're almost like a warm, comfy blanket. Yeah, um, I remember you writing that. <laughs> yeah. But there's enough that's unique about it. Um, I it, it doesn't get me to the quite the hype levels of, like, My Hero Academia. It doesn't have quite the technical levels like naruto's hand-to-hand fighting but it is doing its own thing the horror elements make it really unique way better than i think even tokyo ghoul did um and and the and and it's carrying its own animation style and its own unique characters it it is something new so i'm excited to see where it goes there's a lot of shonen that have burst on the scene in the past couple weeks that are all kind of unique and uh, it's interesting that this one is seems to be the one standing out for people the most and and I can definitely see after watching that why this is. Like I said, there's some. Are we just going to fall into shonen tropes? You know how how unique is this going to be going forward? But we'll find out. So a four for me for now, but uh, it's a wary four. All right. So like I said, next we're watching episodes fourteen through twenty six. That'll help get us to the end of this season, and then we'll see what we're doing after that. Um, and our Twitter. If you want to reach out to us about your thoughts on what we've seen so far, please no spoilers. 
you know, unless you spoiler warning us, I guess that's fair. Uh, at Baca Podcast is our Twitter. The email is the anime Baca Club at gmail.com, or you can reach us wherever you found this podcast and leave a comment, and it'll get back to us. Um, we thank you for everyone who does share your thoughts with us. We really appreciate that. Um, do we have anything left to say? Uh, like, subscribe, ring the bell, smash. Do you guys want to know a Tushio's secret? What's that? <laughs> no, I don't have one. <laughs> I smell bacas. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See, that's something that could be smelled. Gross. <laughs>